Coming up on this episode of The Glue Guys, I am joined by The Athletic's Brooklyn Nets reporter Alex Schiffer to talk about the breaking news that Kevin Durant is amongst four players who have tested positive for the coronavirus on the Brooklyn Nets. Alex breaks down more about what we know about that situation, what we know about the other players involved on the Brooklyn Nets who have the coronavirus, and more, just in general, about what's been going on in the NBA these past few days. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is an emergency episode. On the horn is Alex Schiffer, the Athletic Nets beat reporter. And I don't know, Alex, can we get some of that background noise that we have going on right now? If you can hear that. Yeah, that is Alex is washing his hands at the moment. And it may sound like we're joking, but like this is something that really matters. Alex, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, a little on edge from the news myself. But otherwise, good. And, and displaying no current symptoms, that's me knocking on wood, if you can also hear that background noise. Great ambient sound on the Blue Guys podcast today. It, you know, obviously, you'll hear, you'll, everyone will have seen the headline of the story that, or this podcast, and everyone will know by now as they're listening, but our Sham Sharania is reporting. So first, we got the news that four Brooklyn Nets tested positive for coronavirus, and then Shams reached out to Kevin Durant via... Uh, text message and Durant confirmed that he was one of those four and he says essentially I'm feeling fine and we'll be all be okay and about that but Alex put this in kind of perspective for us how quickly has this how did we know now that four nets have tested positive when did sort of the tests happen and kind of how all that led up to this moment yeah so I guess to rewind back about a week the Nets played the Lakers in Los Angeles for the start of a four-game road trip uh they won you know there was already talks then to maybe spend the season or to at least start playing games with the fans because it was announced, you know, as that game was wrapping up that they were probably not going to have fans for the Thursday game against the Warriors. And then Wednesday night, coincidentally, as I was landing in San Francisco, the Rudy Gobert positive test news came out and the NBA suspended the season. And then there was a tweet out Saturday. I forget who had it. Forgive me to this person. But um, she had run into DeAndre Jordan at a Whole Foods who said that the whole team was getting tested on Saturday. And um, I actually think that tweet might have been Friday now that I think about it. The test results came back today, and uh, four players tested positive. Three are not showing any symptoms, and one of them is. And one of the four players that we know has it is Kevin Durant, as you said. Yeah, and, and that Maggie Gray from WFAN uh, tweeted that she ran into DeAndre yes. Jordan. She was the one. Yes. Alex covers the team. He travels you know, not with the team, like in the same plane, but, you know, going from city to city covering this team. Does anyone reach out to you at that point and say, hey, you should do this or that since this happened? Not saying even with our company, but I'm saying from the Nets, like, do they reach out to you and talk to you about this? I've not heard from anybody from the Nets. Shot a couple of texts that way, waiting to hear back. No, you know, people from The Athletic, our company, have told me to, to self-quarantine, which I've already essentially been doing. I mean, I haven't gone anywhere really the past few days. Um, you know, they closed the gym. They closed everything around here. So, you know, I've already essentially been doing that, and, uh, and I'm going to continue to do it. And, you know, we'll see if I hear. And, I, you know, I was already washing my hands religiously, kind of starting uh, since before last week. So... 
so yeah, that those are the main things I've been doing. I plan to kind of keep that up and, and, you know, make it even more concerted effort to keep my distance from people, which I, you know, have already been trying to do. Shouts to you for saying that they closed the gym, which lets everyone know that Alex goes to the gym. Good for you. It's so wild. And like, what I kind of want to frame this around as, you know, obviously this matters. You know, Kevin Durant is the Nets' biggest star, though he has yet to play a game for the Brooklyn Nets. And you know what's interesting, Alex, is that before I, I talk to you, three hours ago, my co-host and I, Brian, who people typically hear on this feed and on this podcast, we did a whole episode titled Chances of Kevin Durant Coming Back This Season parentheses if there is a season and we had a whole debate you know we had gotten news from rich Kleiman, katie's agent saying hey it's a little too early he was on golick and uh wingo talking about hey it's a little too early to kind of address this we haven't even talked kevin and i haven't even talked about this because of everything that's been going on we all do hypotheticals when's the season going to happen if it does come back if that happens it's along the timeline that technically kevin durant should be able to play basketball so we had this whole discussion and then the news comes out that four players test positive for coronavirus on the brooklyn nets and now it's kevin durant is amongst those four himself confirming it this season many people have said this about the entire nba this has been one of the strangest some say worst season in nba history but for the nets specifically it has been the oddest season starting with the elation that Kyrie and katie are coming here going through Kyrie starts strange vibes we don't know exactly what's going china. on there china china can't forget about china the and, and explain for people people may forget what was happening in china what happened in china just so everyone remembers can you kind of explain the awkwardness that happened there yeah, there, there were anti-government protests around the time the Nets and Lakers had two preseason games set over there. While the Nets were over there, Daryl Morey dropped a tweet backing the protesters, and all hell broke loose. And to make matters more complex, uh, the Nets owner Joe Sy, who was born overseas and you know went to high school in Jersey, but m- mainly takes up residence in China, is the founder of Alibaba, which is essentially the China's Amazon, if you will. Uh, he re- uh, released a personal statement going after Daryl Morey. And, uh, you know, the players had meetings over there and they were kind of getting rid of all Rockets jerseys. And just uh, just another tumultuous time uh, that the organization was in the middle of. So the Nets go through that. And then we start with this exciting game one against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the opening night for the Nets where Kyrie drops 50, 51 points. But it ended up being a loss to the Timberwolves, a team that we then find out is like one of the worst teams in the NBA, one of the worst teams in the NBA. But go through this awkward period where the Nets start off the season not strong at all, though Kyrie is playing to an ascendant level. He gets an injury that at the time was described, or at least the believing thought was that it was going to be maybe a couple weeks, if that, um, which was his right shoulder impingement then he gets out for a long extended period of time during that we have spencer dinwiddie playing at an all-star level which is a nice story but we also get karis levert injured for what was it a right thumb injury yes game before Kyrie's last game uh for that two-month stretch karis got hurt in phoenix I guess it would have been two games. Uh, Kyrie got hurt in after the Denver game. We he stopped playing. So then we have Karis out, Kyrie out, Dinwiddie playing well, but the team is and the team itself is playing well. But then we continue on, and then we have 
tragedy of Kobe, and obviously that doesn't. I mean, it did directly impact Kyrie Irving, but we, you know, directly impacted the entirety of the NBA at that point, and really, you know, all of the sports world and generally people who looked up to Kobe overall. And then we're going along. Kenny, I'm skipping probably a lot of if things. I could, uh, if I could pause you, yeah, if I could pause you real quick. David Stern also passed away during that time. Not as big of a league, you know. He, he obviously had had big effects with the Nets of you know allowing them to move to Brooklyn and all that stuff. But still, basketball shocking news around the league. Maybe not as much as the Nets, but continue. Right, and then. We continue along in the season, and then just to kind of condense it all, Kyrie comes out and says he doesn't know what he's gonna what he's gonna do about his shoulder, and then he says some comments about wanting to trade players, and within that he comes back, and the team begins playing worse than it had before. So which it brings out the are the Nets better without Kyrie? All of this we know or we're told that Kevin Durant's not coming back this season. Though we do see nice videos of him playing basketball and looking rather athletic. But again, we're told that he's not going to come back this season. And then a shocking firing, one of the most shocking coach firings, frankly, in the entirety of New York sports in recent memory, which is Kenny Atkinson's let go after a law a win, excuse me, a win, and a guy who had who is as responsible for building this Nets team as as anyone else. And that was only two weeks ago, was it? Three weeks ago? Kyrie, and even, I'm even forgetting that the fact that Kyrie, you know, officially had to get shoulder surgery after hurting his knee in Washington, looking like he maybe tore every ligament in his knee. That ended up being okay. But during his recovery from his knee, we find out that his shoulder pain flared up again. And he has to get surgery. So the, again, the season started with the elation of Katie and Kyrie joining the Nets and ends with <laughs> Kyrie shoulder surgery, NBA season suspension. And during that, the reason why is for the coronavirus, the Nets one like real pillar of optimism, Kevin Durant gets the disease. It's it's such a strange season. And it's your first season on the beats for the net. I'm sure you've been really, it's been a lot to write about, man. It, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of some of the Mets seasons that they've had just with, um, you know, some of the bizarre injuries that they had pile up a few years ago. If you remember that season, they had, a, um, well, they had a hand foot and mouth disease. Uh, who was yeah. it? Syndergaard or, and then, and then Conforto dislocated his shoulder on a swing and Wilmer Flores got, I forget how he, like he, he got hit by the face and missed time. Like it was like the injuries were like stuff of legend almost. Um, you know, that like I and but like that's not even a good comparison to a Pat's play, as you said, like the Kobe aspect and all of that. I mean, this is this is unprecedented. And like so obviously this is a very serious thing, coronavirus. Extremely serious. And we know how serious it is because of how it's being treated around the world and, and all of that. But just to focus in as the Nets situation, it is you bring up the Mets and like there's two different classes of sports teams generally within the area. There's Yankees, Knicks are technically in that class, but though they don't really deserve to be, uh, Rangers and Giants, right? And then there's the second class citizen sports fans, which is us, the Nets. Islanders technically, but Islanders are kind of floating on their own. You almost, say us. I cover the team. I cover the I, team. You I'm cover objective. the team. You cover the team. I yeah, say us, yeah. but you cover the team. You can say us with the Mets and Jets, sadly. Mets and Jets, right? Mets, Jets, Nets. Yeah. And, you know, whatever hockey team you want to touch. Who cares? Yeah. But it's like, 
this season, the Nets had gotten reached a point that they have never reached before in the history of their franchise, which is like they became a team worthy enough to accept Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you know, to have them choose the Nets. That 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 is a pretty great place to get. That's a to secure those two free agents is almost unprecedented across all of the NBA in the history of the NBA in terms of that those two level of free agents choosing at the same time to come to one franchise, though obviously it's happening with greater frequency. But in that season, it has not turned out that way. Do, are the Nets giving you – they're not giving you any information at this point. Is that correct in terms of what happened beyond that statement? No, not really. Not re- Again, communication between the, the, the Nets and myself, and I don't want to speak to the rest of the media, but it's been very minimal. What happens – going forward do we know anything about how they got tested and because everyone has been talking about you know lack of testing for people how did the nets get tested they went through a private company you know um i think i said earlier in the show about um about the testing availability in new jersey you know with new york being such a hot spot you know these things are very hard to come by at my home tv uh the governor of rhode island was just saying how you know, they're having a hard time getting a hold of tests. So the Nets went through a private company to get theirs. Which I, I think the Oklahoma City Thunder did the same thing to avoid tapping into the state supply of tests. Hmm. So that appears is how they, they got them, yeah. You know, I don't know. So obviously, neither of us are doctors. Alex, you're not a doctor, right? I am not. I think one thing I want to kind of tell people is that, like, so obviously this is big news that Kevin Durant got coronavirus, but also it is something that we're going to see a lot more of, frankly, from what the you know, the statistics are that out there, the likely scenarios of infection, right? We're going to see more and more people. We've seen Idris Alba and Tom Hanks and obviously Rudy Gobert. And, you know, you've seen you've seen people who are high up in government get this. It's sort of, you know, feels it hits home when it's someone like Kevin Durant, which is someone that, you know, again, the conversation I was having in the podcast that has now been deleted from the world is, you know, could Kevin Durant, if the season starts up back in mid-June, could he play? But now, you know, this may not even impact that, but it's just, it's wild that this is the situation that the Nets are in at the moment, that uh, the guy who wasn't even playing on the team, who had traveled with LA. So, like, can you explain that for a sec? What has Katie's travel situation with the team been this season? Because it did change recently, right? Like, that he had been more present on road trips. Yeah, it's... I don't want to use the word funny, but it's it's almost like ironic, you know, like Kenny Atkinson for a while was getting asked a lot about why aren't Katie and, and Kyrie on the road more. And, you know, Durant, neither one of them made any of the road games for most of the season, not even to uh, Madison Square Garden. And, um, and I, you know, Kevin Durant was at most home games. There was a few he missed. Um, um there was one in December, I can't think of all the top of my head, but, you know, overtime, the company he invested in, he, they tweeted that Kevin Durant was actually in L.A. to watch a high school game of Josh Christie, who was a five-star recruit in the 2020 class. Um, and so he was at most home games, but not all, and, and same with Kyrie, but there were a few that they didn't, you, if they were there, you didn't see them at. And then this road trip was the first time that Durant, it looked like, was joining the Nets on the road. He was with them for a day in Miami, uh, when they were there a few weeks ago, but he was not there for the whole trip. It just seems like he was there during their off day in Miami before going back. And, um, and yeah, so this road trip really marked the first time that Kevin Durant was going on the road for an extended time with the team. Uh, but even then, there were reports that Wednesday night that uh, Kevin Durant was not going to be at Chase Center uh, to see his former team when the Nets played there if that game had gone on. 
Do we know what happened to the team after? So, okay, after the Lakers game, which was late Tuesday night, they were going to go to San Francisco and they were going to play a game in front of no fans because we had learned it was Wednesday morning East Coast time that I think it was Wednesday morning East Coast time that Warriors were not going to accept fans. Were, Were the Nets in San Francisco at that point? Where were they when all this was going on? To my knowledge, they took off um, Wednesday afternoon for San Francisco, and they were getting to San Francisco or, or had just gotten there when the news dropped about the season being suspended. So then they headed back the next day, got tested Saturday, and here we are. They had, Wait, when did they head back to the RR? So are all the players mostly back in RR from what we understand? Flew home Thursday, and then, to my knowledge, the NBA for a while had players – staying within their local market and then recently gave them the blessing in the last day or two to head back out of market if they wanted to. Can you kind of explain people what the normal flight process is for NBA teams? I don't know. Obviously, I think most people realize at this point that they, they all fly private, you know, they, you know, they or charter or whatever it would be. But like these guys aren't going through TSA. Everyone's TSA, right? What is the process for when these guys go through an airport security and traveling from city to city? So it varies by team as to how the flights work. You know, the Nets tend to stay the night in the city after they play before flying to their next destination. If it's not a back-to-back, not every team does it. Not every coach does that. You know, under Lyle Hollins, they kind of um, would head right out, I was told. But under Kenny and I guess now Jacques, they would be more of a stay the night after the game and then head the next day to that place. You know, they kind of got to avoid security lines and everything when they are traveling on the jet and then... When they'd go to like Canada for the Toronto games, there would be like a uh, customs agent that would be on the plane that would kind of take everyone's passports and um, go through that whole process with them. So they they never really go through a public airport. Right. And I think that's what I kind of want to get at is that. So obviously the team and the players had been going through, I mean, just by the fact by going into an arena with fans, let's say on Tuesday night in Los Angeles, they're around a lot of people. But they're not going through the normal process that every everyone else who had flown on a plane, like we all fly on planes, go through. They're not like jammed in with a whole bunch of people. You know, that is what we're obviously – that's why we do social distancing and that's why we don't want to be in crowds of more than 50 people. The players weren't going through that. They are, they are more isolated in that sense than sort of other people who fly on planes. But obviously, players are also put in really public situations, whether it be, you know, I I remember CJ McCollum came out, gosh, I think it was even a week before the NBA suspension saying, hey, I'm not going to sign autographs anymore. And he had gotten some heat for that. But it became, obviously, that became what what should have was the good health reasoning. And obviously, we don't know where Kevin Durant may have gotten coronavirus. It's it's all just very strange. Um, We don't know anything about the other three players at this point, because the Nets are choosing not to reveal that information, which obviously there's HIPAA laws behind the reason why. I think for anyone that was fantasizing a Kevin Durant return, if the season ever got back together, um, I, I think that you can kind of kiss that goodbye as of right now. And, and that could change. But first off, like, what a year for Kevin Durant. I mean, the Achilles last year in June in the finals, and now this, I mean, just, what a calendar year the guys had. I mean, you know, tough dude. You know, everyone knows his upbringing and, and what he had to overcome. But just unbelievable. You know, I, I don't think anyone's more anxious to get back on the court than him, given what he's gone through. But, I mean, I, I, I took a minute just thinking myself, like, man, what what a 12 months for this guy, right? Yeah, and I, I got to think, so before our country was completely locked down from coronavirus, 
he he is rehabbing and and I know <laughs> I've been kind of one of these you know Kevin Durant is going to play basketball this season truthers like I've been out there on the edge of that I have been you know talking to a lot of different people about it that may know something that could happen no one in Kevin Durant's circle but you know just doctors and former athletes and what is possible with an Achilles and so I've been one of those people that again I was out there and I thought if the season had continued along its normal path, I still thought that he was going to play basketball. And then this lightning bolt of the coronavirus happens and the season is suspended. And I imagine from his perspective, as you're saying, he gets this devastating injury when he already knows he's leaving the team that he was on, a team that he's incredibly successful with. He chooses to move across the country to a, a different franchise where it was never going to be an easy slog to win another championship with this team, even though he had Kyrie coming with him and DeAndre Jordan, and there was a really nice stable franchise, he was still going to have to create something basically out of nothing again, because, you know, the Nets had never won anything and he's rehabbing all year. His best buddy Kyrie goes through a very turbulent season personally and injury wise and not really even play wise, because frankly, when he played, he was great, but Kevin Durant's going along the path. We understand that he was rehabbing at, um, he was really pushing himself rehab-wise. Kenny Atkinson, the ex-coach now of the Nets, had even said that what KD was doing, well, I don't remember the exact phrase, but it was something like um, he, what he's doing is like overly impressive, what KD's able to do on the court. And that was like three months ago when Atkinson said that. And so he's progr- Kevin Durant's progressing along a path. And then season suspended. And now he gets hit with this diagnosis that even though we understand that if, you know, you're a certain level of health and you treat it, meaning like you, you know, rest and do all the things you got to do, you can be in, you if you're in quarantine for 14 days, you come out of it, you may be OK. But no matter what, his rehab now is stalled. Even if he's feeling asymptomatic, he's oh, oh, he's going to be isolated by himself and he won't be able to he could only do the workouts by himself. Right. Like. Frankly, if if you if you are you tested positive for coronavirus, I think the last thing on his mind at the moment is like to rehab. So I think you're right in saying, you know, this may not this may not completely kill the possibility if a season restarts and then he plays. But I would imagine for the moment, it 100 percent stalls whatever is happening right now for Kevin Durant during a point when in his rehab, you know, this is where you should be crescendoing into. Hopefully, you know, playing five on five basketball. We knew he was playing four on four. So it's just it is the the wild is the only word for it. It's just a completely wild thing that, you know, this the virus has now reached the highest level of the Brooklyn Nets. It's totally crazy. Yes. And now it's gonna be very interesting as the Lakers announce that they're gonna get tested tomorrow. What if LeBron gets it? Then you have two of the three best players in the world when healthy that have it. It it'd be It'd be wild, and now all eyes are on them and to see what happens with with them. And Alex, I think this kind of officially, not that there were all, there are now not that many doubters about Adam Silver's decision to immediately suspend the season when he did. But even in the moment last week, there were people thinking, "Oh, this is an overreaction. Um, th- this is a bit too much." I mean, we had heard some reporting about there was a conference call with team owners on that Wednesday before the day of that eventually Silver made that decision to suspend the league play. But there were some owners who were resistant 
to that idea that they wanted to wait for local officials, state officials, federal government to to make basically the decision for the NBA. And I think now where we're at with Kevin Durant having it, with three other players on the Nets having it, with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, uh, there's likely other players in the NBA who have it that we just don't know about quite yet. You talk about LeBron James. You know, if we had continued the season, let's just say in this alternate reality, and then we get the news about LeBron James having it puts into light the decision that it was the right decision to suspend play. Because if we were still playing basketball games somehow, which wouldn't be happening right now, and players of that magnitude were getting it, it would forever alter sort of the fabric and the history of the NBA in the moment as it was happening because it would just these guys wouldn't be playing basketball. So I think it just proves that Adam Silver made the good decision and you know, suspending games when he did. So we can now properly go through the sort of the the process that the quarantine process that you have to. All right. Well, Alex, thanks for joining me. Be safe. Keep washing hands. Let us know how it goes and any information you get. Obviously, we can read you on The Athletic and we can find you on Twitter. Tell everyone your Twitter handle, if you will. Yes, at Alex two underscores Schiffer, S-C-H-I-F-F-E-R. Alex, thanks for hopping on so quickly to kind of talk about this incredibly uh, uh, shocking news here with the Brooklyn Nets. Thanks, man. Thank you. Take care, Mike.